The Overtime Hockey Podcast, another star-studded event with Ken Pauly and Pauly's podcast as we blend into that uh, program with you. And it's another summertime edition, Ken. And That's a beautiful day, but you, you lost me when you said star-studded. But uh, just you and me, buddy. <laughs> okay, well, I just thought we'd go there. Anyway, I mean, so so obviously this is a summer that brings us in a little bit of a different uh, path. And in our previous Polly's podcast, we included Fred Mandel from the Florida Panthers. And um, he's uh, he, he was a part of your program, your STP program, helping out um, as a friend of yours. Can I say that in this podcast? Or Absolutely. Is that? Okay. You know, I don't want to offer trade secrets or anything. Uh, but but that really leads us to the, the, the first discussion point, and it's obviously COVID-19, because that is the things that, that have been going on ar- around here, and, and, and you obviously were allowed to get on the ice. Really, when you think about it in terms of timing, not too far off from when you guys were uh, allowed, you know, from when you would have gone to when you were allowed to go. So sure, you were able to get on the ice with some restrictions and some things lifted. Uh, there were some things that you had to do that were different. And, and can you talk a little bit about how that went in managing the summer training program? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different protocols, as we all know, and, and all of us are, are experiencing those in, in our everyday life, whether we're getting pumping gas or going to the grocery store, or what have you. But um, I, you know, I've told people, basically, I never... Um, I've never had to work so hard off the ice man, because it just it, it basically um, whenever you're running a camp or a team you, you as a coach you are an administrator but that administrative role uh, really took on a um, uh, there was much more involved with it uh, and obviously you're talking about the seriousness of it as well you know whether we're reacting or reacting whatever we could always talk about that forever but the truth is the protocols were still there and you had to abide by them and so, from administrative level, Wags, it was uh, it was just a lot. It was a lot of work because it was a matter of kind of keeping pods together. And even once the restrictions lifted in July and things loosened up a little bit, um, we still had to keep groups together um, in the locker rooms because that's the main you know that's the main main concern. And uh, and it was just managing okay who's in who's out people calling the day before saying I'm not going to go I can't be in there oh great well we can if there's a kid on a waiting list that kid could come in so there was just uh, a lot of little nuances there uh, that added to uh, that added to the work level and the stress level to be honest. So obviously with the pods and dealing with things on the ice, that changes a little bit. You know, one of the things that, that I thought of you with this is you're known for small area games anyway and the creativity that those bring and the battles that go along with that. So I'm sure that end of it didn't change very much for what you do in terms of that. But did it change the on-ice product a little bit for what you could deliver? It, it, it did because in the first month you couldn't do small games, you couldn't scrimmage. And one thing we're actually probably more of a hallmark for us even than small games is is we like the full ice scrimmage because yeah. it's like work is going the game. Work is going to get it. You got six weeks, and I think that's why um, we get to, you know, you know, our kids come to STP, and we have kids who are outside our program come to STP, and they like it because they have fun because they can scrimmage a couple times a day, and all of a sudden you couldn't scrimmage, and so you know the first month it, we had the transition from not being about small games or scrimmaging to all skill development, and so from that standpoint. Um, you know, it would, the, the kids got a great value because you have basically 16, 18 kids on the ice, literally with, you know, a couple coaches and they're, they were getting in a ton of skill reps, but, uh, but the, the kids just, they, they knew that was a value, but the, uh, you know, the, the, the fun level wasn't there. Sure. The know? reward, if you will. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So the camp, that's what, that's the, 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 the character of the camp changed from, uh, from that perspective, but. Um, at the end of the day, I think we really put together, 
you know, working with Fortis and Josh and, and, and all of our coaches, I think we were able to put together uh, you know, a, a pretty damn good product for the summer. Now, you've uh, been known to and you've been very engaged with off-ice training with, with the kids after their session on ice. Yeah. Did that get uh, impacted in any way, shape, or form, yeah. or did yeah. you just not even do it? It did. No, we, d- we did it, but we, d- we had to cut back because early on we wanted to walk before we ran, and we didn't know in terms of it was all about traffic flow and how long the kids could be in a particular area and you know, the distancing and all that and the rest of that rigmarole. So... Uh, the one thing we that got jettisoned was pretty much the classroom stuff that we like to do with the kids in video yeah. sessions, and uh, and and so we brought in you know people like you know Fred Bendel has been scouting for you know nearly thirty years in the NHL, you know to talk them outside at the rec, spread out, you know kind of you know more, more like a uh, maybe an Athenian model back in ancient Greece sure, amphitheater, sure. right? Did, did, um, did he did he have the whole robe and garbage? No, he no he he, he, he <laughs> did he bring the tablets? No, he no, no he didn't. He didn't drop. Any of the commandments, okay. well, you know, but you never know, you know. But um, but but the dry land portion, we we cut that, we gradually introduced it, so mm-hmm. we were kind of back to uh, what we wanted to do with our older kids. We usually do the things right there at school. We couldn't do that, so we sent them over to Champions Hall, where basically is where Fortis is headquartered, and they had that huge turf area where the kids could spread out. So we just had to be a little more creative. Um, we didn't, and so we, that stuff was gradually introduced. And by the time we really got to July, we were rocking and rolling. So then, you know, we talked about reward for scrimmages, games, and those types of things. And there's a, always a summer tournament or two. I know Egan runs one, of course, uh, the one we have at uh, the festival, St. Louis Park in yep. Braemar as well. You completed that. And uh, as you see that, is that a purposeful event? I mean, obviously you're part of it, so it must bring something. You know, and some people, observers, get all excited to see where the teams match up, but in some instances, you're not getting the uh, actual chocolate cake. You're just getting white cake. Yeah, you're... I don't I, like I, white I, cake, I, if I, you're wondering. Well, I think there was, I, there was probably more interest in it, and I know you were streaming a lot of stuff, and there's probably more interest because there just wasn't that much going on. Oh, it was people, viewed. Yeah. People dug it, yes. And, and, and I, it, it's, I think all coaches approach it differently. I mean, Lakeville South had two teams in. Maple Grove had two teams in. They're trying to give kids opportunities. Um, it's and and some guys load up, some don't, and and uh, and for us, we tend to like to spread it out and give kids, you know, I, you know, our main goal is to give kids an opportunity to be seen. You know, it's not I don't need to put out, you know, fifteen or twenty guys who I know are going to necessarily make our team, I, um, but I again, we're trying to respect the process and put out a competitive group so everyone gets a good look. But I think I think those tournaments are more. Um, Again, they're more about a fun factor and an opportunity factor, just for just for kids to show what they can do and give kind of a, uh, you know you know make a further case for themselves um, as the case may be, you know for you know for November. So that's always been our goal. Now, one thing that certainly you know always kind of you know, hurts us is always that's the same weekend of the Elite League trials. So we had a bunch of guys around Friday night who weren't in all day Saturday. So we were pretty you know, pretty shorthanded. So from that standpoint, and then of course the COVID thing, we had a couple kids who we were concerned about, um, who weren't, weren't feeling so hot. Um, I actually just won and, 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 uh, and, and, and he didn't play on Saturday. So again, you know, those did he best, check out. Okay. He, he didn't, I think we think he, we have no idea where he got it, you know, but he, he tested positive. He's fine. You know, he had little sniffles and was, didn't feel so hot for a couple of days, but just like having a cold, then he's 100. percent So, uh, but of course you pull a kid out at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, but but at the end of the day, um, I, I think those tournaments are. You know, it's like uh, I, I I really it's competitive, but 
who really cares if you win? But some people are more into it than others. Well, I think it's one of those things where you could have an incoming uh, sophomore who doesn't have any JV experience, let alone varsity, that's playing against a team. It depends upon the teams that has uh, their top line out there because they want to get some reps in time, and you get just absolutely shell-shocked. So you can't really scoreboard watch too much with that thing. No, However, it's a good deal if you want to watch some hockey, and that's great. And, and having been absolutely locked in, depressed, and eating chips and, and staring, <laughs> at, at, at Tiger King. I mean, I think we, we, we could go for some streaming online or get into the get into the rink. Well, you're right, Wags. And, and you know, the thing is, it's like, and you can see, like, for us, you know, we guys like, um, you know, Grant Ellings and Asher Conley and, and uh, Adam Marshall, who we think are really good players for us, who actually, you know what? They're a year older and they looked pretty good, you know? So there, there is that. And seeing, you know, younger guys are trying out for to see where they, where they fit in. But there's also, we have a lot of juniors who are fighting to either make our team or be on the JV again. Those kids played JV for us last year and a lot of them it was it's interesting because even talking to a few of them when they played against uh, I think we had Lakeville South on Friday night they just they really struggled but then the next day they were better because they oh that oh this is what it, this it, yeah because and and believe me they're not necessarily going against all Lakeville South's varsity but they're going against kids they they see that the pace and the intensity has picked up and so it's a good look for so for them it's a nice way for them to get a look at it before November when the trout is really, really on the line. So to be able to pay at the place, uh, <laughs> say that five times fast, yes. to be able to play at the pace that's dictated where you have to, you can think less and do more, you know, it takes a, a little bit of exposure. And to me, I think that's for the young guys coming in. The biggest thing that they can do is have that experience yeah. and yeah. be able to do that. Now, as we go into tryouts and talk about next year, what are your thoughts in terms of will there even be a season? Yeah. And if there is a season, what in the world is that going to look like? Yeah, I think I actually I I, I am cautiously optimistic. I think uh, I think as we speak, I think I think the fall season is very much in doubt. I think football. I think fall sports will happen. I just don't think I think football is really tenuous, uh, especially when you look at MIC football and uh, Wisconsin. Can I, can I ask you from an educator coach yeah. perspective? I've heard about football across the board, and you know, well, soccer's okay. How is soccer any better? Because you're shoulder to shoulder. Uh, cross country, everybody's, you know, okay. I mean, you know, you're, you're spitting yeah. and breathing. So, yeah. so to me, it doesn't seem like it'd be any different yeah. than any other sport. Well, I, I, again, I don't, I, I, I you know, um, yeah, except football is always face to face contact. You start, it, you, you start okay. everything on yeah. the line, you, and that's what I, that, and what I, what I really, uh, why I think, why I'm cautiously optimistic for us, Wags, is that. Um, you know, and Mark Manny from Andover pointed this out too. He says, "Hockey, half the time you're behind the guy, not in front of him." You know, and there's a lot of layers yeah. there. And you know, maybe if we could get rid of one of the stupidest traditions in high school hockey, especially the guys face masks, where they weren't asking like tough guys in front of the net after it, it, and all that push. If we could get rid of that, then it probably virtually no face to face contact. Um, so they are different That's sports. That's a really good point. Yeah, uh, and so, uh, so I think that what you could see, but everything that I've heard. And it's just heard and talking to folks um, is to hear the idea of shortened seasons. And so I could say, and again, I know I have no inside knowledge, but I could see, for example, a scheduling bubble where you have the season's going to start and like that first part is conference play and then maybe shut down for two or three weeks. I think, I think the holiday tournaments would be very much at risk. I do. Um, that that's something that could get now. Done. What if there's? Um, I mean, by all accounts, that you know, phase three of a, a vaccine that's already out there. Well, okay, yeah, but uh, ther- no, I'm just throwing this at you. Yeah. Therapeutics are are clearly uh, 
stunting the the death toll. You won't hear that on mainstream media. You're only going to hear that here on the uh, Polly's podcast from me. <laughs> so fine, I don't care. Take your shots. Um, but fact is, is if, if those things come out and work, w- wouldn't it be more prudent from uh, a management perspective to just leave it as is and and and, and see if that stuff works? Or do you guys need to go through? Because that could be a scheduling nightmare. It could be, but you also have to be prepared. Okay, I, 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 you're not, you're going to preach the choir. Like I think we should go, and and I, and I actually think, I actually think we can do this um, without fans if we have to. The rest of that stuff. That's what I'm here for. And and, and we'll see. That's right. Um, I, I, you know, how couldn't you, you know? So let me back up a minute before you kind of got into your, uh, your Rant? therapeutics and hydrochloroquine and everything else. But the thing is, <laughs> is that I think you have to be prepared. Um, with these alternative plants, oh for sure, and that's the thing. And so, and hopefully, you don't have to use them, but we're going to find out. You know, how the NHL do it? Basically, um, right now we are. Um, the, and I actually sent an email to our executive board because I really hadn't heard much in terms of let's start gathering some COVID data from our STPs. You, yeah. had, you had STPs going on. You had the tournament going. On, so we just had a tournament where there wasn't a whole hell of a lot of social distancing. Okay. Um, how many positives came out of that tournament? We should be gathering that data because I think the powers that be are going to be looking at it, whether it's the whether it's the governor's office, whether it's Minnesota State High School League. Let's have data ready. Saying, listen, because I, if I, it's positive, here, it's here's the thing. thing. We just had a six-week STP, right? Mm-hmm. All right, and we have in grades 5th through 12th, 140, 150 kids run through that program, mm-hmm. right, working with Fortis. You want to know how many positive kids? Who got, you know how many kids got it from our? Well, we don't have one. That's and we don't high school team, and we don't even know where one. He got and that. we have no idea where he got because these kids train other places. But I'm just telling you, between Josh and I, now we had kids. We had one to, to, to test positive who wasn't near us, and think, yeah, and he basically that week he was gone, but he got it somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. So the point is, were they getting it at the STP? And right now, the evidence would be that we have no one who got it from our STP. Now. Don't you think that's relevant data to have? If you have 35 STPs across the metro area, let's find out what the. So, if we're gonna have a season, let's be looking at that at that data. Two weeks ago, I was over at Braemar for a brief moment because it's, it's yeah. very tight over there. Brief yeah. moment, um, looking at the other how the setup was there for the festival. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that was I, I was in there, and it had I felt at that the way things were there. That was the safest place I could be. And no, no, I mean, I'm like, there's, I mean, the, 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 yeah. way, the way they, because, well, but, so, so, so are safer than the grocery store. No, it was insane. They had three entries. Yeah. So if you went to the west, you went to the old school main entrance. You went into east, you went to the main entrance. The south had a side door. They had arrows for you to come in and go. The parents and the fans, you know, they, they did, they didn't do 250. They did one per kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fair, whatever. That's what they want to do. But when you looked on the west rink, there they were in the bleachers, like staggered. All with masks on. It seemed as though it was I the agree, safest like, place to be. Hey, listen, to me, worst case scenario, this is why I'm cautiously optimistic that we don't panic on this thing. Kind of because panic to seems to be the, the word of the day, unfortunately, with social media. The two words, words. And media. Yeah, yeah. well, no question about it. But it's, you can't tell me if, if we didn't have all these outbreaks because – 
This virus is impervious to humidity and heat, which <laughs> maybe was created in a lab, not from an animal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So, but here's the thing. We thought it was going to go away with all that, and it didn't. But the truth is this, is it's basically we've been in the middle of this thing and we had all these games. If we haven't had a lot of breakouts, that makes me think, listen, why couldn't we have and a game? Know. And, 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 so look, take St. Louis Park Rec Center and, and Braemar, these huge venues, yeah. right? So you're telling me that we couldn't have a game where the kids basically drive there themselves, not on buses, right? Yep. Old school in their gear. You know, when I basically like played backup boy for Wyzetta back yeah. in 1982, we were half-dressed jumping on a bus. We didn't have to yeah. come basically in, in our shorts yeah. and stuff. Kids come in. You know, you know they, they get two vouchers for parents that can come in because you don't think you can socially distance a 2,500-seat arena or at Braemar. Of course you could. And then, of course, then you have – the, you know the streaming services that you do such mm-hmm. great. I have to, you know, basically, you know, basically, uh, you know, shine your shoes on it. But you do a great job with the, the streaming. It's like now you just stream the games and mm-hmm. let's go. True, the summer summer games during regular season. Heck, you could. Well, you, you, you don't even need to worry about. You don't need to worry game. about social distancing. Everyone could spread out, I right? I, well, and, and so that's what I noticed in those rinks, all of them, that there was just such great staggering. It was awesome. So, so, so there, there's lots of hope here. Yeah, there's lots of hope, and so people don't need shouldn't be worrying about. Oh my gosh! What's going to happen? Obviously, there's announcements when we're recording this coming well, said, out. I'm cautiously optimistic because you just—I I do think there's a lot of. I, I, I'd like to see us at least to your point earlier. By God, let's 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 get after because we can't hide forever. We got it. We got to learn to live with this thing and figure it out. And and let's at least let's give it a shot, but also have plans in place that say, listen, we could. You know, if it's an abbreviated schedule, fine. Conference plan on the front end. You shut down for two or three weeks over the holidays, kind of like colleges are doing. Mm-hmm. You come back. You play every one of your section opponents once, and have an NHL style tournament. Um, it might might be a good time for us to, you know, maybe uh, jettison section play for a year and do a big tournament. <laughs> Re- restructure. Look at you. Well, and so that was going to lead me to my next point. It's like it's it's really not even worth getting into the discussions of sections and state yet because we don't even know what that looks like. Yeah. And it'd be just it would just exactly be pontificating. So in terms of the Red Knights, as you move through the summer now, as you uh, hang the skates up for a bit. Uh, this team uh, lost some really great seniors, but had a really good group of underclassmen. And your decor is terrific. You've got the goaltending intact. You've got some great stuff up front. They're all a year older, as you mentioned. And then you have some incoming players, too. So what you saw from SDP and during the weekend tournament, where are you at with this team? Yeah, I, um, the, the key, and you've coached a lot, Wags, uh, in, 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 in baseball and stuff like that, and what a lot of people don't know is you are a hell of a hell of a coach. Um, the fact, yeah, I, and you are, and I think the um, the key to winning is leadership. If you have no leadership, you're going nowhere. And what um, I've had meeting with our our our, cap, our captain group of uh, Carson Limeson, Jackson Basson, and, and James Callan. Callie was an assistant captain last year, and then Brady Yakish, one of our assistant captains, and. Um, and, and I've, I've, I've pretty dang good kids at BSM, and every year I've, I think we have pretty good leadership. But sometimes it just pops, and I could just tell these guys, uh, these guys have some uh, clear eyes and a fire in their belly, and uh, and, 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 the, and they're hungry. Uh, they had the, the disappointment of last year, which they can use as fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I really – I ever forget I, that. I, I really like how these kids 
Um, I, I, I like the I like the leader I like the leadership group. I mentioned some guys earlier, whether it's Marshall or you know or Conley, um, you know who just I really look good this summer. Grant Ellings looks like is another step. Even Sarsland looks like is another step. So uh, we we like we like the group we have, but again we have to become become a team with it with a purpose and get get after it. Um, we also like the um, we were talking earlier before we started this. Uh, 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 I think we have a great young coach in Casey Michael who mm-hmm. we had add full time to the staff and. And I think Casey's going to bring an awful bring an awful lot as well. So um, it's 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 been a good summer that way, and we're um, you know we're, we're we're excited about it. You know, and again, we won't talk section play because you you and I know that you know section six is a section of death. You know that the the, the Wyzettas the and the Edinas yeah. and the Blakes and Cretans and Holy Angels; those people are not going away. But we um, uh, we like our group, and I, I really like how you know Wags even kind of. Stringing back to the COVID stuff, I really like the leadership that our guys showed with that. There wasn't a lot of whining and complaining, saying, hey, let's get used to these protocols. Whether we like them or don't like them, we're willing to do them because we want to play. You know, one thing I want to tack on to that point from your kids and really all the kids that I've noticed, when all of this came down and it was extraordinary what was asked of the American public and essentially the world to do is it's never happened before. Uh, where the healthy have had to quarantine, basically, and their games stop, and they they don't do the things they do and in, 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 in play, which is what they like to do games. Yeah. Um, but I never heard of my friends who have kids in that age group, or they. I, I didn't hear one complaint. I didn't hear one complaint from kids about graduation. Maybe from the parents a little bit. Oh, they don't get to, you know, that way. But but it's still there was ways around it, and yeah. things worked out. But I'm telling you that, that this group of kids across the board, I think, have really adapted to what's been asked of them, have executed but what's been asked of them, and have really kept a very positive attitude. And I'm going to argue that they didn't seem like they missed playing spring hockey too much um, or whatever the other sports would be, and that they adjusted to what they needed to do. They came out like you and I did when we were young, laced them up, adapted and adjusted and I, i'm just tipping the cap to what i think is a really extraordinary group of young people i, I was i've been impressed well yeah i mean I, I again i can only speak to our our our, our, our bsm experience and I, I i wouldn't disagree but i also would say um i think it's i think it i think it's time for the adults to kind of you know take these kids emotional physical mental health into account let's get them back in school let's get them back playing let's figure this thing out because um, uh, they, they've handled it well, but um, we're going to do some irreparable damage if we don't get these kids back. I'm going to listen to the doctors, and they all said it the other day that we're basically censored across the board, but they're very true. And you being an educator, you know how important emotionally, psychologically, and physically this is to all of kids' development, and it's very important to take that and, as you say, to not run but to accept what's expected of us and to move forward. Yeah, let's 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 figure out. Let's get these kids back in school. Let's let's, let's figure out protect the vulnerable. We 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 can do it. That's 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 what we need to do. Being locked down for a year, that's not the answer. I was almost whispering my comment because I don't want to get rocks thrown at me. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't think this umbrella will protect us. Thank you very much. All right, Ken, have yourself a great day. This has been a wonderful podcast. I think we'll be checking in a little bit, and we'll probably have some updates and things maybe August, September, and we'll continue the Poly Podcast. All right, thanks, Wade. It's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you as well. So long, everybody.